0: Hosting fees are provided by Spanksgiving. Join us in St. Louis on November 18th, 19th, and 20th for a time of celebrating community friends and kinky family. Dan 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 Dan
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. From sacred sexuality to fetishes, power exchange relationships and leather life, BDSM to polyamory, as well as simply fun kink. Each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic life in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: on hide in. so i kind of fucked up that front end but that's okay <laughs> they didn't really pay us for so i made this big oh advertising woe is me i don't know if i should right. do advertising well nobody's nobody's advertising on the podcast anyway but since jason of spanksgiving said well-known podcasting heroes of the bdsm <laughs> community and uh, invited us out to spanksgiving in st louis i said well hell yeah i'll do your front bump for that and we'll just Do a freebie. (laughs) So uh, there's that. Um, Hi, Dawn.
1: Hi, Dan. What are we doing today? I don't know. we got a couple of things we're going to do. we got a question of the day. We're going to go over, just mention a couple events that we have coming up. And then I guess we're going to free form about GLLA.
0: Not to mention, we do also have an interview with Amanda Torres of Demented Mind. That's not right. Deviant Mind. Deviant Mind. mind. And um, also, Betty Martin A sex educator that teaches sexuality workers. That's all coming up to the end of the show, but before there, we have a lot of stuff to get to. Mm -hmm. We do. And and I'm listening lately to Kevin Pollock's chat show, and I don't know if you know. (laughs) Do you know who Kevin Pollock is? I do. Kevin Pollock is most memorable in my mind as the guy who is not Tom Cruise in the movie with Jack Nicholson, A Few Good Men. Ah, yes, yes, yes. We just watched that a little bit ago, and I've heard his podcast with you, so. Yes, so he spends about 30 minutes talking just about Whatever. Shit. <laughs> And then goes into his interview with people. And he has great interviews with people, but uh, I think today is going to be like that. We're going to talk about 30 minutes, and then, oh, yeah, here's the interview. Psh, okay. And slap two of them on the end. Great interviews. One of them from our final interview from Babylon Rising. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Betty Martin, yeah, really interesting that she's a sexuality educator who, instead of just, you know, just your average people like you and I. Right. They, uh, she teaches people who teach. Sex and have sex with other people. Ooh. So that's interesting. I,
1: I should listen to that one again just because I bet
0: it's interesting. Well, you're about so, to. But, but that's at the end of the show. Yes. But Ooh. at least
1: we have interviews at the end of the show. We could be like Big Fatty
0: he <laughs> and just blow just, and just, just open our mail online. Yes. Sure. Yes. I love it though. <laughs> I'm going to listen to them later. <laughs> so starting off today, we, woof, uh, I mean, where are we starting off today? I don't know. We have a lot of little things to go over. So we could start with oh we could start with George. Okay, let's <laughs> let's get George taken care of, and that will be. Oh, uh, it won't be the last of George for a while, but probably it will be,
1: not. Probably it not. It does
0: get us through the point where the contest is over. Yes. Your purple dildo of tentacleness has a name. George. I
1: know it's not that creative, but I do. I love the whole idea of love it, stroke it, pet
0: it, and name him George. And that was a great reason. We had two people who uh, came up with that name. Um, yep. Dallas Nerd Dom mm-hmm. and Kendall. And Dallas Nerd Dom says, no need for a gift basket. I just thought it was neat that we both watch way too many Looney Tunes <laughs> exactly.
1: in our youth. And Kendall, I've got your stuff boxed up and ready to go out. And and if you look close at the box, you'll see that it's the original box that George was shipped
0: to me in. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting, I think, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> we'll find out how or, uh, or, um, yeah, yeah, Kindle, Kindle feels about that. So we'll find out. Speaking of which, didn't somebody send you in a, tur- a tentacle sex story? They did. <laughs> was it any good?
1: It was great because it wasn't. It wasn't just like a fantasy story. It was details on how to create a scene. So it was like uh, um, the pirates come in, and then in, in like. In- uh, parentheses. He's got you know six or seven guys, you know, dressed up as pirates, drag you off to the bed, yeah. and then they cover you in pillows, which will represent sand or something like that. Right, 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 right. You know, and then the tentacles come in through the pillows, which is guys' hands and gloves, all slimy and lubed on them. I mean, so it was, it was like a, uh, yeah, a lot of descriptive details. So, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It actually works. I mean, he's talking about how to set the mood, how to set the sound, how to set uh, like uh, the music of the waves yes. and, and stuff like that. So he's got the whole theater thing. And It yeah. was
0: not just an erotic story. Right. It was a plan. Yes. It was a plan of action. Yes.
1: Now we need six people. <laughs>
0: well, I... three people with lots of hands. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think that you wouldn't think that, you know, there's a local event here in central Ohio, which mm-hmm. may, many people may not think is too kinky. There's a um, an event that I noticed on the old FetLife the other day. A woman mm-hmm. is looking for six men to uh, have oral sex with. Yeah? Yeah. And she just made, Oh, well, actually, I, the, a fellow of some sort mm-hmm. made an event around, hey, my female wants to suck cocks, and she mm-hmm. wants to suck a lot of cock, and I want six guys to come over and fuck her face, and I might need someone to help hold the camera.
1: Ooh, you have to show me where you find this stuff at, because <laughs> I don't want have to a help. Cock? No, but I can hold the camera. Oh, that's true. <laughs>
0: um, so that's kind of an interesting event that somebody put together. Yeah. So if you can find the, the point of that being, you'd think we could find six people that want to dress as pirates for the first half, and then put on tentacle arms for the second half i may have to post that you know what's <laughs> funny about that the crowd that we run with yeah. we would probably find an easier time finding the tentacle pirate role players than we would the blowjobbers yeah <laughs> i know what a strange life <laughs> i um, have to put that out there well mm-hmm. yeah speaking of nighties, naughty stories yeah So, if you go out to the Erotic Awakening slash podcast page, Mm -hmm. you'll see the new calendar that I just built, and it just kind of represents when you and I are podcasting, right? and hopefully that's the same day that the podcast comes out, and it represents which day of the month Lee Harrington comes out with his podcast, Mm -hmm. and it represents the day that Berk and Sheba come out with their podcast, all on the Erotic Awakening Network. Mm -hmm. And then there's two slots where there's just question marks, where we don't know what's going to happen there, but... We were just in Indianapolis. We just met with some people. We did. And that question mark looks like it's going to be, at least one of those question marks looks like it's going to be filled. Yes. The original pitch that they had for what they would like to do is, hey, what if we just got on there and shared an erotic story? That's what we said. (laughs) We said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said, what about this? And what about that? We said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... We have secret new guest hosts coming soon. Yeah, so I think it's going to be really interesting, too.
1: I do, too, and
0: I think people will be surprised by um, who we got. Who we got and what they talk about. Yes, so looking so. forward to that, and, but we are going to make them at least share one erotic story, story. nice just for my own <laughs> even if it doesn't end up on the air I was just for my own listening pleasure <laughs> uh speaking of my listening pleasure I got to hear that you have a new book credit I do I do
1: so this is um
0: through Raven
1: Calderas um it, it's a grouping of a couple of different writers so what is that called? An anthology? Or it is called like an that? anthology, yeah. yes. So this is called Sacred Power, Holy Surrender. And what everyone wrote about was about um, MS and how it's spiritual for them. Mm-hmm. So mine was, mine, my essay attempted to explain how MS is spiritual for me and how my spiritual path grew mm-hmm. at the same time as my MS path. And they kind of fed each other. So it's it, yeah, it's hard to put into words,
0: but no, I definitely it, gave it an attempt. It's a really neat concept in mm-hmm. general, and uh, Raven has been doing books for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know how many he's got published at this point, I but, don't know um, a as a matter of fact they're they're doing the as like a Sunday brunch breakfast thing at the master Slave conference in September oh great, uh, and then we ran into them back at trans camp out blah mm-hmm. blah blah, they're all over the place
1: well, and I think the first time I ever heard of Raven um, was when I first got into officiating weddings very true because he had written a hand fasting book and then we met him at dark odyssey camp out during one of our sensual spanking workshops yes oh i remember that <laughs> so but yeah so with the, with this essay tried to explain it tried to explain how being vulnerable to the universe and being vulnerable to a master kind of goes hand in mm-hmm. hand so about how you are not god but <laughs> i explain a little more about that
0: Good, so. I'm glad that I'm not God. That's Yes, too no, much you're not, you're not.
1: But just where people put it hand in hand with spirituality
0: sometimes, it can get a little confusing. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely. I mean, you know, if we go back to the whole, uh, it's really funny if you look at it from the aspect of the 12-step program. And I tried mm-hmm. to write an essay for Raven's book about the aspect of the 12-step program, about, you know, part of a, a recovery program is surrendering to the power of addiction. And pretty much you're surrendering, you're recognizing, I am not the king's shit right but the flip side is that as a master you know you're a- taking acknowledging responsibility for a lot of power mm-hmm. in the buddhist terminology <laughs> it, it also is tricky because again you're recognizing um your lack of control over the world and how right. everything changes and how nothing is permanent mm-hmm. and um and the uselessness of titles and other stuff like that again Spiritual principles, but then how do you how does an m s aspect and I tried to write something for the essay, and we had just published our book right when he asked for this, and i just i was shocked i was shocked yes I had just shot my load <laughs> for booking, so I could not actually finish this understand understand you can find out more about sacred power holy surrender if you head on over to alfredpress dot com slash books and see what dawn had to write hmm but um it's funny, I just mentioned you know we just did. And as we've been talking about on the podcast lately, about our book, Living MS. Right. And what a fantastic day we had selling books at Great Lakes oh Leather Lions. Gosh, that was awesome. Not only did we get to sit next to some really neat people, uh-huh. um, we got to sit next to, not too far down the row, was Rob Rubel. Right. And Jenny. Uh huh. And they were down there selling their books. Right. And then next to them was Tammy Jo Eckert mm-hmm. selling her books. And then uh, we were directly right next to John Wheel. John, John Wheel. Wheel in the Leatherland right. is very well known for le- n- with the Knowing. <laughs> very well known for his Leather Protocol Handbook, exactly book that he has out.
1: And then later in the day, Steve Linus
0: oh, yeah. came over and
1: sat next to me between me and John Wheel. So that the was interesting. Life leather in the pursuit
0: of happiness. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. So, yeah,
1: yeah, that's. Yeah, one I think that's favorite. what it is, and we yeah, and we've actually interviewed him before, so you oh, know, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was great meeting him and his partner, and you know, and people would come by and look at our book, and I'd have to point to his and John's book and say, you know, this is great stuff too, you know, and Doctor Bob's, mm-hmm. you know, I'd have to, I'm like, you know, you've got some great authors here. None of these books are bad from anybody selling stuff. And, here. There, were, and there
0: was actually one more, and I cannot remember the woman's name. She was uh, she's at oh. a Greenery Press. It was a, a book. Four submissives, by a submissive. Huh. I, I wish I could remember the name of that book. I wish I could remember her name. I was flirting pretty hardcore <laughs> with her. I can't remember her name. So. But she
1: wasn't the only one. <laughs> no.
0: Um, you had a good weekend. So the, the point to that being that Living MS, our book, actually, best sales day y- yet. Mm-hmm. And man, did it fly off the shelves. And we were very fortunate because we didn't actually get a lot of time to spend sitting there. Right. Um, and really, I, I wish... Um, I don't know if we're allowed to uh, A and. Oh, I don't know. S. I don't, yeah, I don't know that. Their... Okay, so A and S from Canada. We there can say go. A and S. We I'm sure there's that. more than. Uh, it'd be really funny <laughs> if somebody walks up to them at this point and say, You were mentioned in the podcast,
1: man. <laughs> they bought
0: four different copies.
1: I know. Well, they wanted it in their group library. Right. And then they bought it as a gift for two other title winners mm-hmm. and bought a so, copy for
0: themselves. Mm-hmm. And they already had a copy on the Kindle. Right. So we just love you guys. Yeah. Yes, and, we do. <laughs> I mean, golly. I mean, you know, I mean, that's just, I don't even know what to say
1: about that. I know, I know. And then we got to spend a lot of time chatting with them, too. So, yeah. it's been a couple of events now that um, we've come across them and, and just spent some time chatting. So, and that's it's always nice. nice.
0: It, it's nice. When you and I go to an event, normally we're presenting three classes and we're ambassadoring this and doing that. Mm-hmm. We don't get a chance to hang out with people. Right. Um We make exceptions if somebody writes into the podcast and says, hey, I heard you're going to Spanxgiving. We're going to Spanksgiving. Can we spend a half hour Mm -hmm. drinking a cup of coffee or just, you know, it'd be nice to hang out with you guys for a little bit. We love doing that. Always write to us. If you're going to be at Kinky College, if you're going to be at Camp Kink, if you're going to be at Spanxgiving, if you're going to be at Cope, if you're going to be at any of the other, Mm -hmm. including, boy, we got a lot of Canada on the show today. Yeah, yeah, we do. We just got booked for February Canada thing. Yeah, We'll yeah. talk more about that as we go. Okay,
1: so, but yeah, if you write in or call us or leave us a voicemail or contact us in however many ways, you know, we'll actually put you on the schedule instead of saying, yeah, we'll do coffee sometime during the event. It would actually yeah. be nice oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, say yeah, yeah. at 4 o'clock on doo-doo-doo, we shall meet and go out for coffee because we are
0: usually swamped when we go to events. Absolutely. And, um and we should actually, because of that awesome segue you just did, we should mention, <laughs> if you want to do that, yes. you can get a hold of us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com or via voicemail at 206 309 Or you can actually get a hold of us via the Twitter, which is how I kink, therefore I am, got a hold of us <laughs> for the question of the day. Um, That's
1: uh, Dan and Dawn, all one word. That is Dan and Dawn L. So, one word. And so that's a good segue as well. Are we going so, to segue into
0: the question of the day? Sure.
1: Well, we have I other GLLA
0: news. We have a big GLLA big news. Let's do this question of the day, though. Okay.
1: So cool. So from Twitter this morning, from I kink, therefore I am, we were awesome. asked Nick I by know, the way, I love that.
2: Well done.
0: <laughs> um, oh, and don't let me forget, I want to mention Ray. Okay. And I want to mention the Cincinnati person we met, but I don't know if I'm allowed to. Oh, I don't know. Hi, Cincinnati person, if you're listening. Which <laughs> told, they told me something really interesting. Yeah? We'll get there. Okay. Question of the day.
1: Okay, question of the day. I'm mildly, I've i mildly experimented with kink for years, and I think I'm ready to go big. What's my next step, and how do I do it safely?
0: You know, we I think that... Um, on the Barak Sheba, BSing with BS American and, and Sheba show, that they addressed a similar topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who cares? We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> From our perspective. From our perspective. You know, there's a difference if, now let's talk about, let's start off, how did you and I do it? Right. Not theoretically, or how they should do it, how did you and I do it? Do you remember the very, how we got started?
1: Um, I think we got started on well actually probably fantasy world on IRC. Just chatting with people. So I guess that's the fet life okay. now.
0: You got started on IRC. Hey, I remember.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then we went to our munch. And then we went to a munch. And we mm-hmm. went to I mean so wherever you live, if you live in a decent sized city and we have some friends in North Dakota who told us, No, no, they don't have munches everywhere. Right. We have of hundreds of miles of horses and pasture
1: <laughs> before we can get before to a much,
0: But most of your major cities have mm-hmm. munches now and you just go on to the and Fet Life, we're going to have to plug FetLife because it's the way to do it. You go to their events, you can search by city and state, mm-hmm. you can do it via the internet webby as well mm-hmm. and find a much and a, bun, a munch or a meet and greet right. is a, or at least should be, it's held in a vanilla setting mm-hmm. like a Denny's or a Panera in our area. We have these Panera breads and in the back And they have these little split rooms off Mm -hmm. to the side. We have a Chinese restaurant that has its own little split room off to the side. It's a vanilla environment, which means you wear your street clothes. Mm -hmm. People don't normally bring their children or such, but they wear their street clothes. Right. And you can meet people in a social, social vanilla.
1: Yeah, pretty much vanilla. You can't, usually, you can't, they go by the grandmother rule. Which means if you wouldn't wear it in front of your grandmother, you don't wear it in public to a munch. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, if somebody walks into one of these restaurants or whatever looking for the munch, you might not be able to tell which group it is. Right. So a munch will usually leave their name or pseudo name, you know, at the at the hostess station. Sure. And the hostess will
0: point you to where the group is. Uh, I think the last one we went to was the the Dayton ohio bdsm group they mm-hmm. meet in the mexican restaurant yes they have their own little section back there and i mm-hmm. tell you when you walk in there it doesn't look like a kinky group of people no it looks like a group of people that you're not really even sure why they're sitting together because <laughs> exactly. it's such a cross-section of society yes um
1: the um perversion diversion the ais meet and mm-hmm. greet is just about the same it's in a um pool hall yeah So we take over a corner of the pool hall, but again, everybody's wearing normal street clothes and it's just a group of people having a great time.
0: One of the things you can do is you can even, if you, when you find this group, Mm -hmm. write to the group, write to the group owner or post to the group and say, Hey, I'm new. I would like someone, you know, does the group have someone and some groups do this. They have this group representative type person Mm -hmm. who will meet you outside and, um, you know, help you walk in for the first yeah. time. Hopefully it's somebody, you know, it's, um, i you know, I'm sure that, you know, part of me wants to caveat this with be safe, be smart. I don't know that not all groups are ethical, even right. though they're on the Thet Life or something like that. But, you know, if you were here in Columbus and you wanted to go, Oh, you know, I'm thinking about going to that moral group or I'm thinking about going oh, yeah. to that monkey puzzle group. Um, Reach out to the owners and say, hey, I'm thinking about going out with this mm-hmm. group. Another, Of course, if you were in Columbus, you could reach out to you and I.
1: Absolutely. I actually um, was with two new people the last time I went to an right. AIS meet and greet. So I took one. We met another one out the door, and in we go. And I introduced them around to people. And by the time I left, well, I left with one. And then <laughs> the other one that um, I ended up leaving there after a while, you know, she was already conversing with a group of people. So, you know. We'll hold hands.
0: (laughs) Your uh, other options, uh, and here's a side note, right? Let's say you don't live in Columbus, but you live in St. Louis, or you live in Chicago, or you live in Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. Right, Dan and Dawn. Yes. I tell you what, we can hook you up with some ethical, safe people that aren't going to try and get in your pants right away. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I said right away. <laughs> right away. You know, and, and escort you in and introduce you to some, or just say, hey, look, this is where we meet. Just go sit in the corner and ignore us or sit in the middle and get to know us. We don't yes. care. The point from there, right, now that I've gone out and met people, but I don't really want to meet people. Maybe this person wants to get involved safely into the kink itself, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the community. Right. So still, going to the munch is the way to go because they can meet people in a safer environment. And the neat thing is, if Super Dom comes up to you and says, oh, you're interested in flogging? Well, I happen to be a grandmaster champion of flogging,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I'll take you back to my hotel room that I happen to conveniently have next door and <laughs> flog the shit out of you right now. The nice thing about being at a munch is then you can go. Oh well, gee, I'll have to think about that super dom, and then you can ask around. Mm-hmm. You say, "Hey, this old super dom, there's trying to get me to go back to this hotel. What well, would you would you recommend that?" Right. Hopefully, you stick around for a little while. I tell you, the flip side of this is I can I could just as easily say, people, if you're new, mm-hmm. there's an element of people that are going to leap on you and yeah. and 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 want to break your cherry, so to speak. So,
1: yeah. And well, I just had that experience happen with the new girl that came with me to the meet and greet. So she had somebody um, write her and say, hey, I'd get to know you. You know, I'm known in the community. This is what I would like to do. And she wrote me and said, you know, hey, I want to know if this guy is safe. I see he's on your friends list. And I'm like, whoa, just because someone's on my friends list does not mean I know them. Because I do presenting and I'm on the podcast, I happen to okay everybody on my friends list. They may have found me, you know, after we did a gig or something. And um, so I'm so glad she wrote me because I looked at this person's profile, don't know him. I wrote somebody that I know knows about everybody in the community, and wrote her and said, hey, do you recognize this name? And she mm-hmm. said no. So I was able to go back to New Girl and say, you know what? I can't give you any references. I have asked a couple of people that should know him if he's part of the community, and they don't. So, you know, she was able to step back and, and go, ooh, red flag.
0: You know, that, that's funny because I, I feel my toes being stepped on a little bit. Why is that? Lately, we've been hanging out with, uh, I think we're going to go spanking Ray. or, as, okay. or we'll, go, we'll call her Ray. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know that, um, you know, that was a little uh, random.
1: It was a little random, but you also told her that she could ask around the community and most people would know us. Yeah. So she had the opportunity to ask around, just like this other girl did with me. Mm-hmm. So asked around first before meeting us. Right. So And once we were there, you showed her your license.
0: Yeah. And, so, and that's a good good trick. And I, mm-hmm. I don't want to spend all day talking about our quick question of the day, but, you know, we've mentioned before, it's a great trick when you go, you meet somebody in a vanilla space, mm-hmm. meet somebody to, you know, like we, a met, shop. we met Ray in a, in a coffee shop. And mm-hmm. one of the first things we did is exchange driver's license. Right. Not to hold on to, but just to look at. Because the fact that I say, yeah, my name is Dan, mm-hmm. and I live in Upper Arlington, specifically, right? Of, right the Columbus central area, Mm -hmm. you know, and at this point I've totally outed myself, but (laughs) when your last name's on a book, you're fucked anyway. Yes, I know. (laughs) But not only did I tell you these things, here is my driver's license and I want you to look at it and you don't have to memorize it. I don't want you to, but I want you to look at it. Just to see
1: that you're a real person and you're not hiding anything.
0: And the flip side is if I go to meet somebody, if Mm -hmm. I go to meet a dom or a sub and I say, hey, you know, hey, nice to meet you. You said your name's Bill. Right. right oh okay well bill can i see your driver's license and if bill goes no i ain't showing you my fucking driver's license then i say Ah, oh, bill I, uh, you know makes me wonder what what's bill hiding right now it may well maybe bill's super concerned about his privacy or his safety maybe he's afraid i'm gonna go stalk his ass so yeah. that's a thought too
1: could be Could so be. I so i think,
0: therefore i am to f- to come back to your question mm-hmm. if you want to safely get involved in the community right dan and don we'll come play with you That's one option.
1: (laughs) That's one option. Speaking of slimy. Yeah, but you know, I just, I want to tack on to that, that I actually have some people that contact me wanting to play with me. And the first question I will ask them is what groups do you belong to? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, they'll say that they don't belong to any. And I'm like, wow, so you're not even out in the community. And I know some people do have done it privately for years, Mm -hmm. right? But um, yeah, I do want... Some references. There are so many communities out there and so many options of getting out and about and meeting people that I don't know if I want to do a straight online cold contact.
0: You know, the other, um, now the other way people do this is they just go through like Caller Me or Alt.com. Yeah. And people do it and they do it successfully. And these are people, look, I'm not looking for the community. I'm not looking to get, I want to meet somebody who can spank me. Right. You know, this is how I want to begin the relationship. You pull out your paddle. I want to end the relationship. You rub my ass and say, thanks. And yeah. that's so collar me can uh, see, but it's so fraught with danger, just like meeting any other stranger mm-hmm. via the internet or any, but, um, some people do it. They do it successfully at a minimum. If you're in a conversation with somebody and you say, have you done this before? Have you played with other people you've met online? And they say, yes, to say, oh, like who mm-hmm. may I have some references Yep. You know, because that will at least give you some level of safety. And then also we want to talk about safe calls.
1: Meeting uh, in a public place first. Meeting in a
0: public place there first. There are
1: so many people that will not even do that yeah, first. And, and, and I just uh, kind of scratch them off.
0: Yeah, I, I, it, our first meeting, look, even if you contacted me via FetLife or via CallerMe or mm-hmm. Alt or what, any of these sites. And you said, you know what, Dan, um, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but I don't really care. What mm-hmm. I do care about is the fact that uh, here you've got a, some claws and a purple tentacle. <laughs> and that's what I want our relationship to be. I want to, sh- I want to meet you. I'm going to get a hotel room. I want you to meet me at the hotel room. I want you to shove this tentacle up my snatch. And then I want you to use the claws and put claw marks <laughs> on my back. And I might reply by saying, well, yeah, fucking Ha. I'm like, Dancer, may I
1: write you a letter like that? We could do that tomorrow night. I'll go get a hotel room.
0: (laughs) But I'm still going to say we're going to meet at the Starbucks down the road first. Yes. Um, And even then, I tell you, even then, telling that scenario, I'm a little hesitant to say, Mm -hmm. okay, it's that simple. But on the other hand... A lot of people are not out. They don't have their last name on a book. They're, they have to be circumvent, you right. know, circumvent, I don't think, s- think... sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> so there is our question of the day. Um, I think, therefore, I am. Hope that was helpful. If there's some other technical aspect. Really, we should make that a whole show Mm -hmm. and bring in some people to talk about, you know, how do I do this safely? How do I get started?
1: I thought it was a quickie question, which is why I wanted to answer it on here. But there really is a lot to talk about. So, you know, and we do have a couple of people we know we could bring in that um, could help with that. Absolutely. I know one that has a workshop on it.
0: If you enjoyed hearing about safety and purple tentacle (laughs) claw scenes, you can rate us on iTunes by going to iTunes and giving us... Five stars. Five stars. Yes. Now you could go. You could give us three stars. No. Or four. No. But we like five. We like five. Give us whatever honest feedback.
1: Huh? I'll give kisses if they give five.
0: Oh, okay. I'll buy that. (laughs) You could also tweet about us on the Twitter or like us on the Facebook. The Facebook account is finally starting to gain some steam. I noticed that. Erotic awakening. One word. Yes. Um. So there we are. So you know what? We are kind of unpacked from G-L-L-A. Oh, we so are. So I totally love yes. this part. To okay. To come back to Kevin Pollock's chat show, which I mentioned yes. earlier, I said on the Twitter, my favorite, my second favorite podcast, my first favorite podcast is The Rock Awakening. My second is Kevin Pollock's chat show. Right. There's a new episode out, and somebody responded, and I, their Twitter name was something like Bunny, not exactly Bunny, uh-huh. but like Bunny. They said, oh, that's my second favorite podcast, too. I think they might have said my first favorite. Fuck that. They might have said second. <laughs> The neat thing is, we go to GLA like two days later, and there's that person. Right. And I said, hey, haven't we met before? She said, yeah, yeah, I love Calvin Pollock too. And that threw me for a loop for a moment until I even tracked back to that comment. So that was really neat. We also got to meet one of my favorite stalkers of all, uh, listeners, <laughs> Sexy Sadie.
1: Yes. When we used yes. to do the live
0: shows, Sexy Sadie would be one of the first people mm-hmm. that hopped on and would chat with us. Yes. And um uh, she is a, just a wonderful fan, and she was there with her partner, and they got—they were involved in our little class that we did the game show, mm-hmm. which didn't go so well, by the way. But we won't talk about that. Sadie, <laughs> come back for another class. We do better than that. Yes. Um, so that was really nice. It was—it um, was
1: a lot of fun. So I, I liked it when she introduced herself, and, and it's like, oh, we
0: know you. So <laughs> almost makes me want to do a live show again. It—it it is neat when people introduce themselves to us that we can say oh hey i know exactly who you are yes because we have many 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 <laughs> listeners that we can't do that unfortunately yes. um the but memory is just yeah we're, we're trying to fix that and we yes. have i forget who we were talking to who was trying to set up a trip to australia oh
1: oh i could look up her name but i'm not sure
0: me neither australia australia so we yes. have listeners in australia
1: mhm
0: and um that'd Her be name's awesome on the tip
1: of my tongue. so
0: oh australian <laughs> listeners look around see what events are happening out there in melbourne mm-hmm. and your other kinky or sydney <laughs> ha The sum of my Australian geography, except for the, the outback. Oh, oh the yes. outback! Yeah. So uh, I have to go watch Rabbit Proof Fence again. I guess. Oh yeah. So well, that was kind of a sad movie, actually. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> off on a tangent, finding out what events are out there, and we'll pitch, and uh, maybe we'll get out there. And um, she was even going to give us a place to sleep. She was going to give us a place to sleep. So I would have to. And look they up said her name my, and say my, hi. my Australian hat is made from. Kangaroos that get heart hit. Nuh-uh. Yeah, you know how here in the United States we have roadkill of yeah. the possum variety. Yeah, you don't want a possum hat. <laughs> and the occasional deer in uh, where a we live. A or skunk, a skunk. Hat would be neat. But apparently, my kangaroo hat is made from roadkill road kangaroo.
1: Wow. Well, at least they're refurbishing.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's the right term. I don't think that's the right term either. So. What are the? Uh, so did you end up? Uh, so. So stick with Great Lakes Leather uh-huh. Alliance for a little bit. We were there. It was their 10th anniversary. They yeah, said was... they thought they had about 500 people there. Fabulous event. Fabulous event. New hotel. Um, I do, I'm do. i going to put a little quick. This is going to be a quick little rant. Okay. Okay. If you have a problem at one of these <laughs> events. Yes. Then you go see the people that run the event and say, I have a problem. And they will take care of you. Yes. Simple. Don't whine like a little baby. And... Do your little rant on FetLife where 20 people who have never been to the event say, oh, you poor thing. You're treated like so. Exactly. Like if you're fucking naked in the middle of the hotel lobby. When there's grandmother rules in place yeah. that are in the rules. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Yes. And, and you know what? I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. And for people who have no clue what I'm talking about, good for you. I hate the drama. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying, kids, boys and girls, I, I know these event producers. I know them. Right. They mm-hmm. want everyone to have a fantastic time. That's Absolutely. their mission. All you got to do is go talk to them. Yep. Don't start a rant on a public message board.
1: And expect a reply from the producers Before on the, the same day. But the as, event
0: wraps up. Yeah. They so They are that's not little... checking the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Quick little rant there. Back to the show. Hey. <laughs> so it was a great time. Fantastic mm-hmm. uh, event. Absolutely. Um, had a great time. Had a fantastic time. And we got to see all of our title brethren yes people that won last year when we won and mm-hmm. people that we competed with
1: at international at
0: international so that was neat had a great conversation i got to sit down with the other people on occasion and yes. chat a little bit mm-hmm. um our international winners were there mm-hmm. so liza and jody liza and jody yep and you and i are no longer the Great Lakes Region Master Slave Title Holder. Why do you look sad? I
1: always because I really we had so many people come up to us and go, "Man, I'm. I bet you're glad it's the end of the year and you know it's time for your step down and you can go back to being normal and all this type of stuff." And I just really, I really, I didn't want to step down. I liked being the title holder.
0: No, yeah, I mean, I clearly recall when we went to Trans Camp out mm-hmm. and it was. I, I don't know how hot it was, but it's it's summer and you're outdoors yeah. in in West Virginia. It was hot. It was hot. And thinking, you know what? I'm boiling my little balls off, <laughs> but I'm wearing my fucking vest Yes. because this I'm here to represent. You know, and to, to go around. And when we went to Cincinnati, people would say, "What the hell's a GLLA?" And right? I was like, wow, man! You don't even know your region. You don't even know that that's. Yeah. And this is what. I really liked being the ambassador and having mm-hmm. that ambassador role. And the, the part that was interesting to you and I is when we talk to some of the other title holders, and mm-hmm. we all have the same spiel of building bridges, bridges and... and gaps in the community, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast do not identify as leather. Mm-hmm. They identify, they, maybe they identify as power exchange. Maybe they just identify as kinky, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they right. identify as leather fetishist but not leather lifestylers. Right. Great. We love all you guys. GLLA has a wonderful venue that accommodates yes. all you guys. It, is, it was started as a leather event, but mm-hmm. it has become more of a pansexual kink event. Yes. That's a very strong leather element. Yes. The point being to that, if, on, if you go to, again, why doesn't FitLife give us money? <laughs> we keep <laughs> coming back to that. There are 1,500 people on the group Leather lifestyle. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's 32,000 people on the group Masters and Slaves. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, 57,000 people on Kinky and Geeky. I don't know. Right. You know, (laughs) there's a huge group of people out there, in my opinion, like you and I, that when we found somebody that represented the leather community, we said, well, shit, I always thought you guys were something else. Like, really, you're just, you're just like us except for you have some traditional understanding some values some things that we don't necessarily have now not to say kink community doesn't have tradition well no kink community does not have traditions no, they, don't. they have values and ethics <laughs> but they don't have traditions no. right so i we found it very useful to be ambassadors for the leather community to the non-leather community and i think we did a good job
1: i think we did a great i'm gonna call this
0: episode and
1: and <laughs> i like that so you know we actually had a lot of people saying and to us after saturday night because our step down speech which that was hard. it was once i got up on stage it was great yeah but and before getting up on stage I, w- I was crying in the corner, you, you know, in, in, backstage trying to catch my breath because, you know, it, it was, I, d- I don't know why it makes me sad, but it, it was like the end of a little era or something, yeah. I guess, even though the, it's the beginning of a next great one. We've got tons of projects in the works, you know, it, it, we're good. But, um, but once I got up on stage and the spotlight was on me and you were down in the audience explaining. How we were going to play our step down speech. Uh-huh. <laughs> then it was yeah. Then it was great. I I love that part of it. So and
0: unfortunately, although I said we would record it, we did not record it. We did sorry. Not.
1: And it wouldn't have worked with the lapel mic recording it. I mean, we'll have a copy of it later on a professional recording. They really? they uh huh. They had two cameras. One in the back. No, the spotlight was in the back. The
0: camera was on the yeah. side. We never end up with the copies of that, those though.
1: We did. It, it was just
0: months. Oh, you're right. We didn't mm-hmm. get a copy of all that stuff. Yeah, I, we I did. Understand. So it'll probably be a
1: couple of months before we get it. But um the lapel mic wouldn't have worked because you started out in the audience and I started out up on stage. So you wouldn't have picked up um everything anyway that we were doing. Mm-hmm. But uh but it was really fun because, you know, we went over how we felt we were ambassadors,
0: and what are what we viewed our mission as? Mm-hmm. Those title holders are well. That the duty has been discharged. Yes, we are no longer the title holders. Well, one more thing I want to mention about title holders is well, two things we want to mention: who actually our new title holders yes. are. You and I were the tally masters for the master-slave competition. <sighs> I was so scared with that, but it actually was fun until the very end. Yes, I tell you, and what that means is there's eight judges. Eight. Eight judges. Who would ask the contestants questions and get the scores. Right. You and I would calculate the scores. Mm-hmm. So you and I knew who the winners were.
1: That's where, yeah, that's where it got a little difficult it, at
0: the end. It sucked. Yeah. Because we like both couples. Right. And both couples did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And then there's this short gap of time where you know who the winner is and you know who the loser is. And you're the only people that know. Yeah. Kind of sucked. Kind of sucked. And then And so- then anybody lost sucked, actually.
1: I know, I know. And and but so to be in the back, to come back, to finish tallying, you know, to know we should have stayed backstage at this point and we didn't because we knew they were pulling back the contestants to stand and wait to go on stage. So we went back out in the audience and sat back down until we absolutely had to go backstage again because yeah. just didn't want to to give anything away or yes, it was very difficult.
0: You know, it would be nice if um If not just leather-identified people and master-slave-identified leather people had some kind of contest. Mm -hmm. You know, something like (laughs) owner property. (laughs) um, Or maybe a a, a owner-pet power dynamic. Yes. If only there was some contest where other people could also. Well... That'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, right. That's called foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yes. Who knows what could be coming? Who knows? So, do we got, are we, tell you know me who what? the winners are. I, I would like to say who the winners are. And don't fuck so, it up this time. I won't, because I forgot fuck.
1: somebody last time. I boy, wouldn't. Jeffrey rocks. <laughs> he yeah, does. We fucked him. So, hmm. No. Guys, <laughs> keep going. So, the GLLA winners this year were Master and Slave Sir Charles and Slave Jackie out of Louisville. The boot black was the hometown favorite, Gabriel.
0: Leather serve. Surin- Boy, oh, I tell you, that was tight. I think it really was. Gabriel ran against a cat named. Uh, uh, I and mean, with when, when Gabriel, we found out Gabriel was running. Uh, Gabriel, for people that. Are in this area or are in the leather boy? Mm-hmm. We know in this area we know who Gabriel is. He's yeah. he's the bomb. He's got he's the only guy with a beard that I let kiss me. I mean,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> no, you know what, that's not even true. That's Let's not even true going. anymore. <laughs> but man, I tell you, the guy he competed with was a cat, uh, a blue black named Loki. man, yeah. I I was going to go his
1: stage presence and stuff. Was they were spot both fantastic. Well, yeah. so, I tell you. Go, keep going. Well I was gonna say I did ask some local people if they were gonna go for the contest and they were like up against Gabriel. Uh no. Yeah. <laughs> so um definitely a favorite. Leather Sir was Sir Josh. Leather Boy is Boy Jim. Tough, tough
0: competition there as well. Yes,
1: absolutely. And then no one ran for Miss Leather Pride this year. So Pandora gets to carry over her title. So Lucky winch. Lucky.
0: I know. <laughs> we both went up to her and said, lucky. <laughs> and then the Master Slave title was also a tight, tight race as yes. well. And, and again, yes. um, eh, boy, I tell you. All right. So that's contest.
1: That's contest. if that's your
0: thing. That was that, and we not have you don't have to hear us talk about it for another year, mm-hmm. unless we get booked to judge or something like that. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, or maybe if we're like like if I was fucking emceeing some kind of a contest, we'd Ooh. probably talk about that. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yes. All right.
1: Um, so things okay. So things we have coming up that we're doing really quick. We've got Camp Kink on Saturday. This Saturday, Saturday coming up, we are up. going to be
0: teaching a class called "What's Love Got to Do with It." Oh, yes, yes, Camp a... Kink. What's Love Got to Do with It? Mm-hmm. But I almost forgot the whole Cincinnati thing. Oh, okay. So it just—it's just really funny, quick little story. I met somebody who you haven't yeah. have already met mm-hmm. through a weird quinky-dink sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, coincidental it tends to sort happen of thing. a lot. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> um, the interesting part about it was. Um, they were thinking about, among other things, you know, I was kind of flirting with them and talking to them. And then, you know, they read the whole service slave, we're looking for a service slave sort of thing, and said, right. Oh, well, I might be interested in that. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was, Well, I know who you are, so now I have to tell you who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Well, what do you mean you know who I am? I mean, just this whole title thing, that's one thing. But that's right. not... she <laughs> said, No, no, I read the book, I listened to the podcast. You're you're spewing your vulnerable self all over the airways. I know who the fuck you are already. Right. right well, I got curious. I can go through. Oh, exhibitionism. What's the feel about that? Oh, look, another podcast. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if we can. So Cincinnati person, shame we can't say your name. And we already talked about Ray, and we talked about Jason from Beat Me. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, we got Camp Kink coming up. Camp Kink coming up.
1: Cope in a couple of weeks with the Scarlet Scarlet Sanctuary. Scarlet Sanctuary, graduating class. Yep,
0: the POTQ graduating class will be there. Another POTQ class is getting wound up. It is. Eroticawakening.com slash POTQ. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on it
1: so and then we have Kinky College in Chicago in October and we'll have a stack of books with us.
0: Last Kinky College? Could it be? Maybe. Oh, I don't maybe know. not.
1: I don't know. I know the people that are running it are retiring. So um, and then Thanksgiving in St. Louis in November. And then we usually take December off, but we'll see what happens.
0: I got asked to do an event Or you and I, actually, Mm -hmm. got asked to do an event. Not only was the event exactly one year plus one week away, Mm -hmm. I was taking a piss.
1: (laughs) That's right. You told me about that. And somebody said... Oh my gosh, we need to put that on the
0: calendar. Somebody said, hey, if you don't mind me asking, I was like, wow. And you would think that'd be annoying, but no, it's actually
1: (laughs) pretty... Kind of cool. Wasn't it like right after the step down or something? Um, it felt like it was right around might, that time.
0: Might have been. Might have been.
1: So I just thought it was kind of neat. Did the step down, go to the bathroom, get invited to an event.
0: And for those people that, and finally, last thing. Uh-huh. Leading up to GLLA, I've been saying for members of House Meta that listened to the podcast, we had a surprise. Yes. I bet you were surprised. I bet they were surprised. <laughs> <laughs> We do indeed go with the flow, and today we're going with the flow here, still at Babylon Rising, another of our interviews we found with the amazing and fascinating people here at Babylon Rising, specifically at the, now what do you call this particular track back here? Is it the sacred sexuality track? That's apparently what it's turning out to be, isn't Mm -hmm. it? And part of that is due to the person we're interviewing today. (laughs) Amanda, thank you for joining us here on the Erotic Awakening podcast. Oh, you're certainly welcome, Dan and Dawn. <laughs> Hi. So we're going with the
1: flow, but at least the flow has stopped outside. So the rain did uh, quit this morning. We did get the storm and yes. the and overnight now we're flow with the sweat and, and the now humidity. It's, it's, yes. It's very <laughs> it is, hot. But it is not day.
0: <laughs> cool out here at all, that is for sure. Uh, but we'll get through this, I think. We'll be able to handle it. So, Amanda, we first met you here at this place in French Lick, Indiana, probably, what did we decide, yeah, eight years track. ago?
3: Yeah, that's, I think, what we said. A- Eon two, the second right, year right. of Eon Fest. Yes.
0: And... Um, you are a member of. So let's start off with your involvement with temple, or, uh, Terra Incognita. That is a sacred sexuality temple in Chicago. Is that right? Right. Yeah. right. So tell us about Terra Incognita.
3: Terra Incognita. Uh, I'm the high priestess of Terra Incognita. My husband, of course, is the high priest. Um, And it started, I'm going to actually say it it rose out of our affection and mutual uh, um, dynamics, because they're not always positive. But with all of the positive and negative things that happen out of a marriage, sprang this energy that I feel is mystical, is magical, is multi-dimensional, and it became a community. Mm-hmm. People became attracted to it. They liked the fact that we said you could get laid and have orgasms. And in fact, our sacrament is an orgasm. Okay. Our seduction is about people feeling ecstatic And the worst thing that's going to happen from us is you're going to be happy. It's not about slitting chicken's throats or (laughs) sacrificing babies. It's about you getting on my altar, and I will use whatever means I can to elicit your ecstasy and pleasure.
0: Now, you're using words like... Sacrament and altar. So, is this is this a religion you're talking about? Have you guys started a religion? I don't. Well, I think everybody is their own religion. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: You can't. I don't. And that's the the reason I feel we're anti-religious is because I don't believe anybody can speak for more than themselves. Now, when you say that. When you start talking about the people that are involved in our inner core, you're talking about perhaps three women, me, and David. So it really looks like David's got a harem. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Lucky guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, the only guy. are great.
3: And my <laughs> son is now following suit in that he's 19 and he has two girlfriends. Mm-hmm. He's just started. Give right. him a break. So... <laughs> Your robber hasn't
0: caught up to me yet. <laughs> I think he's doing fine. One of these days I'll beat you out, Pop. <laughs> hey, for those uh, podcast listeners that didn't catch that exchange, apparently we have a little uh, competition, a little Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and uh, I'll bring you down, Dark Daddy, sort of thing going on here. Not quite sure what that means, but what that implies, though, this is not this is something. That you feel is very positive, positive enough that you're bringing uh, our child into uh, it, right? Yes, right.
3: <laughs> and and I don't think it's. I can even say I don't think it's about gender. Now, the fact that the young, although. We say that we are a feminine worship. We worship the feminine. Mm-hmm. We feel that the energy comes through the feminine. And so, if you want to talk about our religion or cosmology per se, uh-huh. we honestly believe that men get their energy that we want from the woman. So, any man that can give us anything we need energetically. It's because he's hooked up with some woman who is giving him her energy, and in turn we're taking it mm-hmm. from, from him. Now, with this, I have to say that there's a cycle, since we're tantric in nature, we cycle this. So what we take, we give back. Okay so we don't just take the energy and run we're not vampires we are vampires, but we're not vampires we, we sort of we kind of pull it together and you receive that the person, because of course I want him on my altar, right? I'm right. already going there <laughs> of course what's happening is that we believe that when you're on the altar and you're about ready to give up your desire to be a priestess all of your desires are there Mm -hmm. and so the gods who I am releasing to because I'm giving it to them right understand what your desire is it was written in code in your in your orgasm Mm -hmm. and so this means that that they in turn give you your wish the gods. The then. gods mm-hmm. then provide you with with your answering your desire because you have been uninhibited and trusting enough to give a piece of you to them.
0: Nice. Now you'd mentioned some tantric references, but is is it so that your your baseline sacred sexuality model, I understand, is that difficult to say Q word. Cribbage, craddish. Kedishti.
3: Kiddish. <laughs> Q word, I was thinking quiet, cute.
0: <laughs> no, but you guys are a temple, is that we're, correct?
3: We're a Kiddish-di temple, and in fact, we say that we are a temple of sacred sexual sexual magic. We are a temple of sexual magic following the path of Kedishti. Which, to us, means if you were to ask David what that meant, you would get a whole different definition than mm-hmm. what I think it means. Mm-hmm. Because, as I said, in the same way that I believe each person is their, carries their own religion, each person carries their own perspective, and so labels are really kind of... Which is why we're chaos, right? We're mm-hmm. chaos magic. Because you can't dog, you can't be dogmatic with the gods. It's kind of like it's kind of like a relation trying to be dogmatic about your marriage. I know that there's a master slave thing in some marriages. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in, in the most respectful manner, I am not talking, I am talking about kink versus, you know the, that there is a dogma of sorts in those in, in those relationships. But those are even developed in a more in a, in a very flexible way that's that's being created by the dynamic between the two people mm-hmm. same between me and a, a God or an entity I have this relationship with it and so you can't no dogma is going to tell me how my relationship with it is going to run
0: okay now <laughs> Don, I am sure, understands this stuff that you've some of this stuff that you've been describing more so than I. Dawn is far more the eclectic spiritualist than I. In other words, woo woo. Yes, <laughs> the woo-woo I like stuff. the woo woo. She liked the woo woo. So would you say? And I want to move on to the, your new project. But before I leave there, I want to ask about Terra Incognita. Is it a place for people that are already deeply steeped in the woo woo, or is it somewhere where somebody who might just be sec, might just be sexually wounded and needs a place of healing? And has no background in the woo-woo. Just, right. I'm hurt. Can you help?
3: Me? Right now, yes. We 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 believe if I if I am right if I am actually saying that everybody carries their own religion, mm-hmm. that could be satanic, that could be atheistic, that could be Christian, that could be Muslim. It doesn't matter what your personal vision is. Mm-hmm. That's irrelevant. Okay. What's relevant is the chemistry with us. We
1: You know, right. you know if I don't like you, it's not going to work. It's you're not, not going to work. That, nothing about the person, but you're not going to have that energy exchange. That's, that's exactly to create right. The magic. Right. So they should go someplace else. Right. And I, I I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't want
3: that responsibility.
1: Right. Right. So now one of the things that, that I like and we've only touched on for just a second was the fact that you are a Kadishti temple. Right. Right. So you are Kadishti, you do sex magic. Right. You have a way of, of Not all Kadishti do. Exactly. Well, that's and then Dan and I, we're Kadishti, we're more sacred touch. Right. Instead of the sex magic. But we've done our share of sex right, magic. Right. Right. And then you've got other temples that have other paths that they follow or combinations. So Right. Exactly. Okay. No,
3: I think relationships and people are fluid, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you talk about gender fluid. Mm-hmm. You talk about when you're born, you're born with vision. Actually, when you're born, your genetics decides on whether you see things first horizontally or vertically, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And if you see things on a, on a vertical level... Then you're going to probably see things around that totem in a much tighter way than somebody that sees it from horizon, mm. one side of the horizon to mm-hmm. the okay. other. Sure. D, the difference between a concept and a detail, mm-hmm. right? So people, if you can't, you can't dogmatize biological. Mm-hmm. Anybody that tries to make something bi- biological into an ethical issue is fighting. losing battle because your body and your eyes and your feelings and your taste buds are just gonna do whatever they're gonna do
0: Okay, makes sense Mm -hmm. absolutely so in recently all this has manifested in a new thing for you you've been playing with technology and technology that we know well so tell us about the new project
3: oh we're we're not we're talking about deviant minds we are Deviamind Salon uh, started because I come from Chicago and I live spitting distance from Northwestern University. Personally, my degree came out of religious studies. So, Northwestern had a human sexuality workshop recently with a guy who, a professor who decided to bring on a panel of kinksters. And one of the kinksters, suggested he could demonstrate a buck saw to the students. The students, there were 600 students in his class, and he said this is not mandatory. You can leave if you want to, but those who want to stay can stay. So 100 students stayed. And it got... It's a college, and only a hundred students stayed for a kink for demonstration? For a kink of a fucksaw being demonstrated to his naked girlfriend on the table where she was going to get And it. only a hundred stayed? Oh, my only 100. God. Only a hundred... Okay, all right. It went out over Facebook. Oh, my God, you should have seen what happened in my the class. Outrage. Yeah,
2: outrage. <laughs> that
3: went international oh my so I first, bet first yeah. northwestern came up in favor of the teacher and said we stand behind the teacher in his class the day after the president was on route he was gone when this whole thing happened wow he hit home found out what happened and the patrons of northwestern university started screaming and so he came out and said okay We don't support this. And the teacher had to come out and apologize. And they got rid of the class, and now he's teaching a whole other class, and that's not going to happen again. Now, what made this interesting was that I had applied to Northwestern the year before for their doctorate program, and my mentor came from there. Mm -hmm. She She had been a part of my... Uh, exploration into religious studies for three years. Mm -hmm. So usually you you follow your mentor into the university. And they said, oh, we're not doing any of that work here. Because my proposal was to go out to marginal communities that were sex positive and create the ethical bridge between them and mundane society because everyday society, because we are not being served in health issues or mental health issues. And I felt that we needed a mutual language that everybody could agree on so that people could interact a little bit more. Mm -hmm. university said absolutely not. So I thought it was ironic that the very issue that I wanted to get my doctorate in they had an international problem the following year so that's why I started my podcast I thought okay then if they don't want me to do a doctorate program I'll do my own doctorate program Mm -hmm. and my doctorate program will be around bringing in sacred sexual community into one spot once a week mm-hmm. so that the community can start creating a voice because if people heard us as a voice so that wasn't just eccentric right? that we are just a bunch of people that are self-indulgent that are incapable of thinking about anybody but ourselves and all we're looking at is to violate young children or beat women on a, on a cross because we want to be exhibitionistic. These are really ignorant mm-hmm. ways of looking at sexuality and alternative ways of approaching our lifestyles. And right now, the voices
1: are in little pockets. They're in little bitty pockets. The temples are in little spaces doing their own. The other voices are in little pockets of their own. And so, so we look to isolated. They look right. isolated,
3: don't they? And they look like we don't really talk together because we're all coming up with these different definitions. But that's the point, guys. Right. We're not. It isn't because we don't talk. It isn't because we're not gathered together. It doesn't mean that there isn't something going on here. Mm-hmm. It means the point of the voice is diversity. The point is that we see sacred sexuality from from a sacred touch.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We see it through eliciting a woman's orgasm on an altar that's an and not an or. Exactly. It isn't one
1: or the other. So and look how many people are gathered right here, right now, talking about all this stuff in workshops, coming That's from right. different beliefs, coming from different ways of doing kadishti and sacred sexuality. But we all seem to be getting along. Mm-hmm. Many of us are. Many of us are. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of those different right, definitions, right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and are uh, still, still humans. But how beings. many
1: tents do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight good lord yeah we got a whole field here we have we have a little community
3: around the opening to the sacred sexual tent that's mm-hmm. right in back of us with the
1: flag on it right that Lorelei has so But there's some of us that, that even though we do things differently, you know, we want to come together. We want to speak on the same topics. We want to make those connections. Dan and I don't need to be in our own little pocket. Right. Doing our own little thing. And fighting
3: upstream. Right.
1: For heaven's sakes. You know, like, like,
3: you're talking, your voice has been talking about your vulnerability, which I think is a enormously important topic. Mm-hmm. Because people don't want to be vulnerable, right. right? And and I think that people find all kinds of reasons why they can't. Now I'm using the quote marks
1: with my <laughs> fingers.
3: Because can't it makes it so much easier to not have to take responsibility for being vulnerable or not, mm-hmm. right? How you doing? And and I know that saying, when I was dating 30 years ago that that men would exploit this woman who was having sex that was doing things and, and uh, you know that, that was looking for relationships but they, as soon as they got me into a vulnerable place all of a sudden it was oh I'm not interested anymore I fought for the right to be vulnerable exactly And this is why it's important that we're making that as a statement. Mm -hmm. That we're coming out as Kaddish being vulnerable and saying, you may hurt me because you're not initiated into our mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be vulnerable anyway because somebody's got to start somewhere. Right. Wow. There's Manny. We were looking for Manny. Manny.
0: All right. So, you want to shut this down for a? Uh, I want to say hi to Manny, but we don't, we'll, but wait a busy. minute. Yep. So let me ask you one more question, though, if you don't mind. Sure. Three years, four years from now. Let's say four years from now. Where where do you believe, or where do you view, or where do you want the Deviant Mind Podcast to be? Oh my God! Or I've only Voices? got this. I've got
3: Deviant Mind Salon. Deviant Mind Voices from the Other Side. Excellent. So. Uh, I don't know. I've planned this for a year. I want to see what's going to happen for a year. So I've got it between a year, May, the first week of May, to May of next year. And then the community can come together and find out if it's worth the effort to continue it again for another year. It's kind of like jumping the flame, right? Yeah. Awesome. We're hand
0: fasting. So you're good for, for a year, year and a day. day. Right. Right. <laughs> a year <I> gotcha. <laughs> see where the energy goes. So where, where can I find that? Tell me the name of the podcast, Ken. The Deviant the, Mind Let's see if you know it. Salon. Are you listening, Dan? So if I want to find out more about the Deviant Mind Salon, Voices from the Other Side? Yes. Ah, yes. podcast. God, he's getting good. Where would I find out about <laughs> the, the podcast?
3: www.thedeviantminds.net. Okay. And and you will see a podcast, a little iPod on there and you click on the sentence that says Welcome to Deviant Mind Salon that'll hook you right into the show. The show by the way is an interactive podcast. Oh okay. so that means that what I'm looking for is people to come in and it's a fireside. So though we may be opening up the topic with a central speaker Mm -hmm. people will be coming in and asking questions becoming a part of the energy that way we're building the community in an anonymous manner it's going to be through voices not through what the the, you don't see who the people are so right one is a scientist one is a um they they work in an alderman's office, so the alderman's office would get very upset if they found out they were You Can't imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> so like we're we're we have to deal with anonymity a lot. But I think this is podcasts are a good way of doing it. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Fantastic.
0: All right. Amanda, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I look forward to being on your podcast one day. <laughs>
3: and becoming part of the community then.
0: I will look forward to that indeed. Okay. Thanks a lot, sweetie.
2: So, Don, we've been very lucky in the uh, career of this podcast to talk to some people that, from a perspective of sex as a naughty Dirty, <laughs> slutty, tentacle-filled thing we do for fun. Yay! And sometimes we get to talk to people from a perspective of more of the sacred aspect of sex. Yes. And today on the podcast, we are joined by uh, Betty Martin. Betty, if I understand correctly, you are a sacred, intimate, and sex coach. That's right. And let's get clear: so, if,
4: you don't, if you're sacred, it doesn't mean you don't get to be naughty. So, like, let's get that right out the
2: front there. Well, let's start with that then. When people hear the idea of sacred sexuality or sacred intimate, um, are we talking about soft silken and candles? And, and not you're... always, no.
4: Well, actually, you know, I, I don't often use the word sacred or sacred sex, although I did call myself a sacred intimate just now. Um, but the, here's a great chance to define that because there's a lot of – um ideas and foo fall and resistance sexuality and including me. I don't actually know how to use the word sacred anymore. Because once I really got um much more fluent with my body and my body's experiences and experienced really profound states, which you can do in in many different ways. Um the line between sacred and profane sort of vanished, and I'm not even sure what sacred or spiritual even means anymore. So this is the way I look at it. When you call something sacred, it really is just a reminder to yourself that it deserves a high quality of your attention. So, ooh. Sex in our culture, you know, we carry just this huge mixed messages, mixed feelings about it. It's a big no-no, woo-hoo, blah-dee-blah, it's a big deal. And it can be very difficult to get over our um, cultural shame about it. And so calling it sacred and exploring it with it, – calling it sacred and sort of slowing down and putting a little conscious – focus into it, allows us to look at it with a new set of eyes, and that's something that's really useful, and you can do that by calling it sacred, you can do that in lots of different ways, but um, to me, it's not like, you know, if you light candles and use soft silk and say Sanskrit words, it's more of a sacred experience, no, I don't believe that, Uh, Okay. it's It's either all sacred or nothing is sacred.
2: Um,
4: So whatever it takes for you to be able to slow down and notice where your heart is and where you are and what's happening and get back in your skin and pay attention to the moment, that works. If calling it sacred does that for you, fabulous. If getting um, tied up does that for you, fabulous. It really (laughs) – it's not about a bunch of foo-foo and holier than now stuff. And I feel pretty strongly about that, which you can probably tell.
2: No, but that's great. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a great way to
4: describe
1: it and and a great way of of how to put sacred in words because that can Mm -hmm. be a very difficult concept to explain to people,
4: especially if they Mm -hmm. tie sacred in with, like, religious. Then then we're – yeah. Exactly okay. exactly, yeah, yeah then, uh, the word sacred inti- the, okay. the word sacred intimate actually comes from a kind of a, a tradition that came from the body electric school and joseph kramer and um you know they invented that word and it kind of works and it basically means that I am available to go into experiences with you, erotic experiences with you. Um, with a particular availability and attention to your pleasure states and your emotional states and sort of your spiritual or mystical states and accompany you there. So it could look any number of different ways. You know, it could be BDSM-flavored. It could be candles and soft music-flavored. It could be um, talking. It could be putting you on the massage table. It could be a lot of things. So the word sacred intimate, um, you know, people use it and define it pretty much however they want to. It's not like it's a licensed profession or something like that.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Now, when we talk about it from a perspective of a profession, uh, my understanding is that not only do you act as a sex coach and a sacred intimate yourself, but you actually do some training of other people who identify in a variety of ways as sex workers.
4: I do. And I love that. I, um, before I came into sex work, I was for 30 years, a chiropractor. So I know a lot about working with people, sort of case management, what healing is all about. Um, it's actually more important than what they are ready for. And, um, uh, being clear about consent and helping people learn how to choose and set boundaries and stuff. And uh, what I discovered was that when I when I became, started on my own personal um, erotic awakening journey 15 or so years ago, that um, it became much more interesting to me than my chiropractic work, and so I eventually closed my chiropractic office and opened my work as a sacred incident. But what I found was that very few people had any kind of a professional type of background, and those kinds of awareness were largely not taught anywhere else. I mean, lots of people, it's easy to go learn tantric massage or ritual or erotic massage, that sort of stuff, but nobody's really teaching how to approach it as a professional and what makes the difference. and so. That's what I've become excited about teaching. I do that around the country. You know, you can see that on the website. It's a lot yeah. of fun. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. So it Sounds like
2: it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you teach the same thing, though? So let's say you, you had a class. And would it be normal for the attendees to be a mix of people that work as um, uh, dakinis or uh, tantra professionals? And perhaps um, uh, sexual counselors and yeah. um, professional. Uh, let's call them. Uh, I know we we could use a nice word like escort, but I want to talk specifically. I mean prostitute. I mean hooker. I mean somebody yeah. who gets paid yeah. to have sex. with with these would these people end up in the same class?
4: Yes, absolutely, absolutely um the the escorts prostitutes who come to the class are generally people who are interested in kind of okay, what is the more holistic aspect that I can bring into my work? I still want to be an escort, but I want to look a little deeper, see what some of the other possibilities are. So that happens a lot. Um, other people other people who are um, doing escort kind of work sometimes come because there's this real confusion. When when you let me back up a minute. If I'm doing erotic massage and you're on the massage table, it's pretty clear who's giving who's receiving.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, once you get off the table and we start interacting, the question becomes much more complex and can be confusing and less than satisfying for the provider. And a lot of people come to my classes for that question because that's something that I really um, have put a lot of study and exploration in, and I and I have a lot to offer in that arena. Um, so, you know, it doesn't mean if you're if you're an escort or prostitute or a dom and you want to come to my class, it doesn't mean that I'm going to preach to you about how you should be sacred or you should be a healer because that's not a line that I draw. It's just. You know, some of the most profound healing work on the planet happens in the arms of prostitutes. So oh, I don't make that distinction at all. Yeah. So yeah, um, some even don't. Some don't even
2: know why they they're drawn for to that profession. You know.
4: Sure. Yeah. You
2: know. And you mentioned yeah. uh, giving and receiving. Is there a lot of teaching you have to do around that? I mean, it seems like it'd be pretty straightforward.
4: Well, it would seem like it, wouldn't it? But it's not, as I discovered. Um, And part of that difficulty is that the way to use the words of giving and receiving, we use the word receiving, for example, to mean two different things, which are very different. One is that we use it to mean you receive a gift. I can hand you a birthday present, and you're receiving that gift. and it means that it's something that you want if you don't want it, it's no gift to you. it's you know something I'm pushing on you. so receiving means receiving a gift, but we also use the same word to mean something happening to you and something happening to you may or may not be something that you want. so you can receive you know a loving caress, but what if you don't want? The loving caress, or you can receive a rope, or an assault, or a rape, or you know, a pass to the twenty-yard line. Receiving in that context just means something's coming your direction. So, but we all know that we don't necessarily want everything that comes in our direction. So it's not a gift. Those kinds of instances are not a gift. Um, so we, people often get confused about that, and I'll, I'll have people call me and say, "I need some help learning to receive." You know, my girlfriend wants to do this or that to me, and you know, I'm I'm really wanting to be better at receiving it. And I say, "Well, is it something that you like and want?" Well, not really. I said, "Then it sounds to me like what you're asking for is how to tolerate better going along with what she wants to do." But that's not really receiving. And it's not that you need to learn how to receive or tolerate. It's that you need to know how to ask for what you want. You know, so there's a it's a big difference between being done to um and thinking that you're supposed to like it because, after all, you know, it's supposed to be a gift. But if that's not what you want, it's not a gift, then you're just putting up with something. And we all... Can do that. We've all done that. I don't know of anyone who hasn't done that. Um, so getting clear on those distinctions can make a huge difference in your personal life and also in your professional life. If you have people wanting to touch you and do things to you, is it something that you want, or is it something that you're the opportunity to do because they want? And just how do you untangle all that? That's one thing that's really helpful for. Anybody in the touch business and certainly in the sex business as well as that at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it does sound very beneficial.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it, Be- Betty, if you don't mind, one more question for you. If sure. I want to find out more about your uh, classes or books and such, how do I get a hold of you?
4: Sure. Um, you can look at eroticeducation.org or org. That's the same website, actually eroticeducation.org. Um, and I have a book coming out um, called The Lover's Touch, which is about um, all of this, not so much the professional, but the personal end. And you um, go to my website, and just on my newsletter, you'll hear about the book, uh, hopefully this summer or fall. Yep. Great. Great.
2: Fantastic. yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show with us tonight. Uh, very you much are appreciated. You so welcome. Yeah, I think I will go so get on, are... the opportunity.
4: Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. I'm just, I'm glad you guys are just
2: progressing right along, keeping your show going. It's fabulous. Thanks for doing that service. Oh, thank, thank you very you. much. Very kind of you. Uh, I will yeah. give Dawn the opportunity to practice doing some giving. Mm. Practice oh, you do some that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> okay, thank you much.
4: Okay, take care.
0: Did you know you can support Erotic Awakening with your hard-earned dollars? You can purchase a front bump. Hey, maybe you're just a friend and fan of, ONSF oh, or uh, Leather Archives and Museum, and you want to buy them a front bump. 18 bucks an episode will get you the first 10 seconds of our podcast, for whatever that's worth. Go see eroticawakening.com for details. Want to be a part of Erotic Awakening?
1: Want to share about your favorite kink and event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. Did
0: you know you too could own the hot selling new book, Living M S by Dan and Dawn? Or maybe you'd like an Erotic Awakening t-shirt, a messenger bag, a coffee mug. You know what, we should just take that stuff off. Nobody's buying that stuff and we can live without that 20 cents. Okay. No! I want a new (laughs) t-shirt. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back to the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Thank you for your support. And Erotic Awakening is grateful for the
1: support of the Kink Shop. I still love their toys. We got to use them. The Kink Shop provides quality merchandise at affordable prices and features various BDSM implements for lifestylers by lifestylers. Visit them online at
0: www.thekinkshop.com. And if you see The Kink Shop at any event, say hi from Dan and Dawn, and you'll Ooh. get a 4,000% off. Uh-huh. Some exclusions apply. <laughs> <laughs> music card on um, Erotic Awakening is provided by the Puppet Universe. <laughs> For music that is crafted and designed for scenes that range from sensual to dynamic bdsm visit them at www.pocketuniverse.music.com i fucked that up okay pocket music.com i don't think anybody <laughs> listens to this part anymore <laughs> maybe not Bye, dawn Bye, then